0: Restaurants and other food service businesses are the fourth fourth largest source of private sector jobs and the number one source of first jobs for Canadians. Typically, employing one point two million people, a lot of people in the restaurant industry uh, still hurting because of COVID nineteen. Some people not back at work yet. I get it; it's scary times. Listen, a restaurant is, is at the best of times; it's a risky endeavor, um, but. We are largely a service-based uh, country, and a lot of people are employed by restaurants. We enjoy restaurants, and COVID has just—it just—I uh, mean, from a lot of restaurants, put the death nail uh, into the coffin. Most restaurants will need continued government support to survive Canada's recovered uh, recovery, rather from COVID nineteen. That is according to a new Restaurants Canada survey. We're joined by David LeFevre, who is a Restaurants Canada vice president. Welcome to the show, David. Good to have you on.
1: Thank you. Good morning.
0: It's, uh, it's just, a, just a bleak situation for restaurateurs in Canada and people that are employed by them. They are still losing a lot of money. What are the major findings of your survey?
1: Well, the major finding I would say maybe before going into the numbers is that, you know, the reopening process is something good because most operators are able to reopen their dining rooms. Actually, more than 59% have done so. But, but you know, everything is not rosy. It's not because you can reopen if you have limited capacity and, and limited possibility to welcome customers. It still is something that's a major challenge and so much a major challenge that 56% of operators and restaurants say that it will take at least a year before they can become profitable again. And, of course, this is also contingent on relaxation of some of the you know public health and distanciation measures.
0: Right, and we're talking Canada-wide because here in Ontario we still can't open our dining rooms. We're not there yet.
1: Yeah, no, no exactly. We're, we're talking countrywide. In Ontario, the situation is that you know the patios, you know, they're able to open. Some of them, fortunately, municipalities have been able to expand capacity, but but it, you know, it's not like opening your dining room, you know, at full capacity like it was before the COVID crisis. So, so yes. Actually, we, we we expect Ontario might take a little bit more time to recover unless there's a change in terms of the capacity and the and the possibility to welcome many more customers.
0: When asked how many months they expect it will take their business to return to profitability, 36 uh, percent of respondents said between a year and 18 months. And, you know, yeah. I have heard that um, I believe it was your last survey that indicated like 50 percent of restaurants might not make it at all.
1: Yeah. So, no. Uh, yeah. So so basically, we've known from the start that this is pretty con cons, you know consistent over the surveys that ten percent are gone forever and there's another between eighteen and twenty percent that are you know fighting for their lives. so so actually, if you put both together, uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you would have you will have thirty uh, percent and but this is more short term actually your your argument is pretty good because you know some will reopen you know, thought that they could make it and they won't make it because of the different situations. So so the sector definitely needs more help and also needs to do the things right for customers to come back.
0: So you are calling, Restaurants Canada is calling on the federal government to extend and strengthen support for food service businesses in a number of areas. Uh, What are those, and can you run through some of them?
1: Yeah, I'd say that... The three most important, the first and the most important is probably the wage subsidy because it's the program that I see the more pick up in the industry. So the 75% wage subsidy needs to be extended past the the August 29 deadline. And it needs to be scaled in a way that you can still benefit from it as you reopen your restaurant. Second one, some kind of rent support. The rent program has been so bad that only 20,000 businesses across all sectors in Canada have so far benefited from it. So definitely some kind of friend support and to give a little bit more power to the tenants uh, compared to the landlords who have a veto right now if if they enter in an agreement or not. And the third thing would be some kind of subsidy or some kind of support. Uh, You know, businesses reopening, we estimate that the cost to reopen is close to $50,000. So so that will be appreciated, something to help specifically the food service sector.
0: You'd like to see that um, the the commercial emergency rent assistance program changed. You'd like tenants to be the ones to apply for the program, not the landlord, because that's been problematic. Can you get a little bit more into that?
1: Yeah, we, we understand that the landlords have at their seat, because after all, it is their buildings. Uh, but there could be something like a checklist, like, for example, five or six different things that if a tenant qualifies for that, well, well, then, then the landlord has to enter into a deal, has to enter into an agreement under the program. Uh, this is something we've been uh, asking from the start. And the other thing also is that, uh, you know, especially a lot, of, a lot of tenants are, you know, most of tenants, a if, if very big percentage, they're in, in, you know, they've continued to pay their bills through the crisis and there should be a reconnaissance for that. And, 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 and there should be something for, for good tenants that, that are able to make it, uh, you know, that, that are taking debt e- even to be able to pay their rent. So, so, so definitely more power to the tenants will make the program better.
0: Is it possible for you to pinpoint the areas that are most affected? You know, I would imagine restaurants in the downtown areas or near office parks are going to be in a lot of trouble with so many people working from home. We're already seeing that uh, with the path that used to um, service the, the the folks in the financial towers. It's just, it's dead right now.
1: Yeah, I, I would say the two worst segment of the market would be exactly as you pinpoint, <clears throat> downtown. And, and the closer you are to the core the bigger the problem because, you're, because your rent and your, and your facilities cost you more in terms of fixed costs, and at the same time, you're, you're very down in, in revenues. The second sector that is the most effective is everybody that was not set up for takeout or delivery before the crisis and, you know, could not really adapt their operations to takeout and delivery. Well, they've taken 100% loss since mid-March, since and, and, and a lot of the 10% that we say that are gone forever would be in that category.
0: I know that people listening, you know, everybody's going through hard times here and um, there are different industries affected by the pandemic. But can you uh, illustrate why it's so important that we uh, help our restaurants out, you know, when you, you know, bring in the the wide variety of supply chain businesses that are dependent on restaurants actually, you know, surviving this?
1: Yeah, so, so you know, in terms of supply chain, it's a good question because... Restaurants are, you know, it's kind of a pyramid and the restaurants are, are the base of the pyramid. So basically, restaurants employ people, pay taxes. You know, this is like other businesses, but the supply chain, like like down to the farmer, depend in part of what food service can do and, and, and to have a business that is thriving, especially, this, you know, the smaller restaurants, the people that like to source very, very locally, locally. Uh, they have a strong impact on, on communities because people like to go to their place. But they also have an economic impact in their local communities because this is where they get their supply. This is where they get their workers. So, so when we say restaurants are part of social fabrics across the country, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a play on the word or, or, just, or just an imagination. It is very true. It's the case across the world, actually, and, and, and we're no different
0: how likely are you to uh hear back from the federal government in time because you know time is marching on and businesses do not one thing that they can't do is stop time i mean they 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 don't they can't afford to keep um you know waiting for decisions before they have to shutter their their businesses entirely
1: yeah the sooner the better because every day some operators are taking the decision to shut down forever or they need to file for bankruptcy um i i would say the prime minister has announced some some update in terms of the wage subsidy over the next few weeks. So so we're pretty confident that's gonna happen. Uh, in terms of rent, there's been an extension until the end of July. So we're still working for the program to continue after that. Uh, and so so I would say these are the two programs that we're focused the most actually. And and also the loans that have been granted to to businesses. Now they've been extended. Uh, the program has been extended also. So so I would say there's been some good federal help. But more is definitely needed if, if, if they want to take seriously the food service sector and they want to make sure as many restaurants as possible can survive the crisis.
0: David, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today.
1: My pleasure. Have a good day.
0: Cheers. David Lefebvre is uh, Restaurant Canada Vice President talking about this latest survey. You know what I noticed, Chris, because I was headed up to uh, Port Elgin, where the family cottages uh, spent the last five days up there, which was just heavenly because the weather's been so great. But one of the things I noticed is you're driving through farm country. And if you've never been up to the Bruce Peninsula, it's, it's a way better cottage country drive because you're going through farms and you're not on that 400 and you're not crawling the same way. And now I'm going to poop myself because people will be heading up there and (laughs) and it'll be trafficking. Go figure. I'm my own worst enemy. But one of the things I noticed is a lot of local farms that used to supply restaurants, I think, are starting to advertise that they're selling product to people via the street. Like they've set up Uh, The ability for you to go in and buy freezer beef, you to go in and buy steak, you to go in and buy stuff on your way to the cottage because they really uh, their supply chain is has been hugely affected with the restaurants closing down. Yeah. And, you know, going back to that old uh, farm industry of selling stuff on the side of the road or selling stuff direct to consumers from the farm. And I've even seen restaurants doing that. Restaurants that aren't open, but they are putting together sort of grocery packets of things that you could use to make similar things to what they actually do in the restaurant. So they'll put together almost like all their ingredients, put it in a takeout box, and then sell it to you that way. Uh, Because some things just don't travel well. Some things just are not delivered as easily as, say, a pizza.